Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. Amen, the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you today to ask for your presence in our lives, in our families, in our businesses, in our churches, and let the power of the Holy Spirit imbue us and fill us with hope and joy in the midst of all the trials and troubles of the world. You are the sunshine of our life. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being with us this day. We thank you for giving us your Holy Mother to be our mother, to unite us all in the body of Christ. And we pray. Bless us all. And we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. I, I ate breakfast too early, brother. That's why about food. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. We feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana today, no exception. So excited to have Deacon Cody Miller. He is currently at St. Anne's Church in Youngsville. Welcome, Deacon. Well, thank you, Brother Todd. It's good to see you. Deacon's a, a, a great man. Uh, got to view some of his uh, things on YouTube before we came over here, but been in Acadiana for, uh, and a deacon for over 30-something years. But I'll let him tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm married. I have a beautiful wife. The lovely Miss Cindy and I are going to be 40 years of Woo! marriage. 40 years. And uh, we have one son, uh, C.J. Miller. He's an attorney. He works in Lafayette. And uh, my wife and I have been self-employed our whole married life. We want to make the world smell good one nose at a time Beautiful. with one of my products. So <laughs> it's uh, it's good to be with you, Brother Todd, to talk about our, well, second favorite person beside Jesus is, is Mary. <laughs> Yes, I mean, Deacon and I were talking before we came, and the Holy Spirit just really put us together today. I just finished uh, Behold Your Mother by Tim Staples, and so I am covered up with the Blessed Mother. But I want to go back a little bit, Deacon. Uh, you know, the show's called Cajun Catholics, and mm -hmm. you are, I believe, a, a cradle Cajun Catholic. But tell me a little bit about where you're from and your education coming up and, and how you got into being a Deacon. Well, I grew up in Sunset. And uh, I served the Latin mass. Can you believe? Wow. I still remember the words. And I started playing rock and roll music. I was 16 years old with little Kenny and the Rhythm Makers. And uh, I kind of took a, a few wrong turns until 32 and a half is when I, I really got serious about life. I was married and uh, I realized that uh, I had to kind of straighten up because I had such a good wife. And uh, that's when I made a Corsillo in 1983. Amen. And that's, that's when I saw uh, my first deacon, as a matter of fact. And I prayed about it that weekend. And uh, he's gone to the Lord now, Deacon Roderick Perro. He's, yes. he's since died. I didn't know. And he was a great influence in my early years. And in January of that year, I went to Loyola University and got a, a master's in religious education. And I was ordained a deacon in 1988. And that's the year my wife and I started our present business in 88. Wow. And uh, our son was born in 1991. So I was an old dad. I was 41 when he was born. So I hope he gets married soon, Brother Todd, because I don't want to have to go to T-Ball. <laughs> Tell me, do you remember your Curcia number? 163, I said at St. John's Table. Beautiful. We, hey, we both sat at St. John's Table. And Father Fry was the rector. That's beautiful. You know, Mom started the women's Curcia, and uh, my Uncle Mickey Forche, of course, was real involved from the Well, beginning. you know, I loved to know, to know in your dear, 
your dear uncle Mickey. We were good friends. He was a great influence, not only for myself, but so many people. He was a godsend to That's the church. Beautiful. And I think some rubbed off on you, Brother Todd. Oh, so I thanks. hope so. <laughs> you know, Mickey pushed on me to make Garcia when he was alive, and, and I told him, no, no way. I'm not going there. That's a bunch of holy rollies. I said, I am not. I said, I'm sorry, you know, even though mom, I mean, forgive me. You know, uh, <laughs> wanted me to make it as well. But, you know, after Mickey passed, a couple of years, it's just he tugged on my heart. And I'm like, hey, Amen. I want to go to Curcia. So tell me, uh, one thing that touched me in your video that was on YouTube was uh, about the day of your father's birthday. Tell me a little bit about, do you remember that well, story? My dad, that was the, that was the uh, date of my conversion on my dad's birthday, mm -hmm. uh, January 16th, 1983. And, uh, you know, my dad had a real rough life. He was a prisoner of war. He lost all of his health uh, as a prisoner and was severely maltreated. And he died at 49. And uh, I was so honored to have that conversion on my dad's birthday. And uh, he's, he's been gone since 1969. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been a great void in my life. And my mom was a saint. She died in 94. Mm -hmm. uh, and Everything is Mary in my life. My mama's name was Mary Leatris Joy, and my, my wife is Cynthia Marie, and my mother-in-law mother, mother -law was uh, Sophie Marie Kramer. Wow. So Mary has been a, a part of my life even before I was uh, ready to say yes to God. Yeah, you know, our listeners know that listen to the show regularly that the number 16 is my Holy Spirit number, and it comes up so often, wow. often in every show. And when you said January 16th, and then you mentioned it's, you know, 16 several times already, it's really pinging with me. Wow. Uh, so let's get into the Blessed Mother, because I really enjoyed the book that uh, that I just read. And, and I, explain, if you can, why is it important that Mary was a perpetual virgin, you know? Well, because... God wanted to preserve her inviolate as, as a model for holiness, as a model for her role as universal mother, not only for Jesus in his life on earth, but now Mary is our universal mother. And the ever-virgin was figured out early by the, by the uh, fathers of the church. And, of course, it didn't get proclaimed until much later, but it was believed much, much, much early in the church's history because her she was the pure and undefiled mother of God. Her body held the tabern. Her body was a tabernacle. The Just Ark a, of the Covenant. Exactly. The Ark yeah. of the, the New Covenant. So her body, which is so pure and so holy, was always preserved and violet for her role as universal mother in the church. Yeah. A few things in the book struck me about, you know, how every civilization generally was... Uh, it was royalty. It was like a king and a queen. And, and that really struck me about how Jesus is the king, the king of the world. And, and when he passed, you know, the, the queen being his mother uh, sort of had the, the keys, I guess, to the kingdom a little bit, even maybe even so more so as Peter. But another thing that really struck me was about how, and I read this last night, about how Mary didn't have any, any labor pains. Right. And how her birth, you know, to Jesus, it was miraculous and that he passed through the birth canal without interrupting her, her virginity. Exactly. You know, I don't think most people know that. But our Protestant brothers may say, hey, why is that important? But, you know, it is. It's the Ark of the Covenant. It's so beautiful. Like even in Ezekiel, I believe, they prophesied that, that the gate would, you know, be open for Jesus and, and closed after that. You know, all those things really really blew my mind. So Deacon, tell me a little bit about, you know, what's your everyday look like and uh, tell me about what it looked like. Well, I'm up at four every morning. 
and I make my coffee, and the Chihuahua and I go into the prayer chair. That's a, a Zozo, the Liturgy of the Hours Chihuahua. <laughs> so we spend about an hour in the prayer chair reading the Office of Readings, and I, I'm reading every day a prayer to St. Joseph, and also the morning prayer in the Liturgy of the Hours. And then after that, I go outside, and then I enjoy an hour praying a rosary. On, only one set of mysteries, by the way. I have a, a, a new Miller family member that's in the driveway. It's called Coco the Rosary Cat. <laughs> While I'm walking, praying my rosary in the driveway, Coco is meditating. Like this morning, he was actually, he almost levitated on the third <laughs> joyful mystery. So uh, I love animals, and he, Coco is, is awesome. He just wandered in, in the Miller home one day, and he's become a great. And Zozo is old. She's about 11, and she's blind in one eye. And she is like such a joy in our family, but she's mean as all get out to everybody. <laughs> I was reading, you know, also, I guess, the story of Noah's Ark. And interestingly enough, you know, I think sort of Jesus said, now I'm going to butcher this bad, but that, <laughs> that not only would he would draw up us, I guess, one day, but the animals as well. Because it's, you know, I, I, that, that caught my attention because I had a show previously where we said, uh, you know, are there dogs in heaven? And, you know, most priests, I think, would tell you, hmm, they shake their head, you know, dogs don't have souls. But what, what's your thought about that? Well, I think that, when we are in heaven, if we had an enjoyable pet on earth, that somehow, some way, shape, or form, that that initial joy that we had can always be replicated in heaven. And in heaven, you can virtually do anything you want. So if you say, Lord, I really love Zozo the Chihuahua, <laughs> can you kind of manifest her for me? And who knows? I mean, uh, I, we talked about what, what the automobile I want, Brother Tom. Right, That's the right. one I really want. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just a part of who we are, right? I mean, um, right. The, like you mentioned, uh, your Thunderbird, and uh, also about the dog. It's it's a part of your prayer life, and I think it's beautiful. And I lost my lab recently, and it was it's just so heartbreaking. Uh, you know, just it, they're just such a part of our lives. If we could put a lab's heart in a Chihuahua, wouldn't that be an awesome? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> So, again, tell me a little bit. You know, I looked back, and you used to be in a rock band, and yes. I saw the, that picture of you with that long hair, and uh, and that's interesting. And it's funny because we were all Kuyans at one time, you know, some more than others. And my friends that were really hardcore crazy people when they were younger, when they tell stories about that, that, I see a little smile on their face. And it's not a deceitful smile, but when you told the story of you being in the rock band and doing some crazy things, I saw that little smile on your face and it caught my attention. Well, Brother Todd, uh, we, we were so enamored of the world and not enamored with the Lord. We were so bad that in, in almost 10 years, I wore out seven guardian angels. They would last about 18 <laughs> months and they said, well, I'm getting out of here. That's so funny. So the band played locally? We did. We yeah. played in Florida, Texas, Alabama, Mississippi. Wow. It was so funny, Brother Todd, that when you play music, you go from eating chicken one week and eating feathers the next <laughs> because of the insecurity of, of playing music. But it was fun. Tell me how you met your wife. I know you have a strong marriage, and I, I picked up on that. Right oh, away. the yeah. lovely Miss Cindy in a honky-tonk, Brother Todd. <laughs> uh, she was uh, sitting at a table across from us. We had a two-week engagement in this place uh, called the Russell Spring Saloon in Evangeline, Louisiana. And uh, the lovely Miss Cindy saw the deacon, or a future deacon, the first week, which uh, it was a heathen back then. And uh, I, she saw the, me the first week, and I didn't notice her. Well, the next week, and I went back, they were sitting right across. And I happened to see this drop 
dead gorgeous young German woman from Roberts Cove, Louisiana. <laughs> and I asked her to dance, and that was history. And two years later, we walked down the aisle at uh, St. Leo's Church in Roberts Cove, Louisiana. <laughs> Now, Deacon, one of the things that my mother would ask when I brought a girl home was the first question was, is she Catholic? And uh, so I assume your wife was a good Cajun Catholic. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I showed up with my long hair, her mother asked, is he human? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And uh, tell me where her faith came from, I guess. You well, know. she's pure German, grew up in church, went to church her whole life. They actually worked in the church her, her dad was a former. He died, I guess, about a year before I met Miss Cindy. But very, very strong Catholic faith. I was just amazed at her faith, and I was always in awe of it. But when we, I didn't get a conversion until two and a half years after we mm. were married. And uh, but I, I always admired her faith, and she, her today. I mean, I still pinch myself when I look at her, knowing that she's still mm-hmm. my bride after forty years. That's beautiful. My wife and I just celebrated 31 years, so we're right there behind you. Amen, Brother Todd. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Deacon Cody Miller, and he is currently the deacon at St. Anne's in Youngsville, which was my home parish when I was growing up, and uh, that's beautiful. And used to be in Milton, but you've had a few stops, but been 30-something years, huh? Yeah, thirty. it'll be 33 years this uh, August I'll be ordained. All right. How long were you in Milton? 25 years. Wow. Uh, well, 27 years, I'm sorry. Jeez. 27 years. Well, Deacon, tell me about some of the Cajun Catholics. You and I talked about how this truly is God's country. And, you know, I say Cajun Catholics is where faith meets culture. But tell me a little bit about some of the Cajun Catholics that have influenced you in your, in, in your spiritual well, life. Well, Father Fry, of course, uh, my Cursillo, Father Champagne, my pastor, Father Russo, who been a friend of mine for years and years. F- oh, oh, Father... Uh, he was, old Father Segur was a friend yes, of mine. Monsignor. Uh, Segur. Uh, and just so many priests that I've worked with through my whole life. My, my old pastor, Father William Shambo, a godly man who is uh, has a heart after God. Great man. And, I mean, I've just been surrounded with holy priests and, and good brother deacons, too. Like, I'm serving with uh, Deacon Doug Hebert in Youngsville. He was the pilot deacon. He... He was one, the first to be ordained in 1977, and he was one of, one of my really go-to guys when I was first ordained, because I was ordained very young at 38. Mm-hmm. And Deacon Doug has been, and he's still really working hard for the church, so he's got many, many years serving the church as a deacon. So he's been a real good influence in my life. And all of the older deacons, like Deacon Stan Gall, who's went to the Lord, and my brother deacons who... I really am honored to serve with because we have, you know, pretty powerful men in our heritage. Deacon Stephen, the first deacon from Scripture, like uh, who got martyred. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we have some awesome deacons in our heritage to emulate. Deacon, I, I was telling you that I had caught mass at Cathedral, and um, shout out to Deacon Adam Conk. He did the uh, homily at Cathedral. Do you do you do the homilies sometimes? Uh, uh, yes, I do the homily at Thursdays in in Youngsville a lot of times. But okay. also, I'm a missionary. I'll go. Actually, I've been all over the world preaching and singing for Mary. Wow. Uh, I have a mission coming up. I give a plug for my next mission is in Plosheville, March first through the fourth, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's a it's really scary, Brother Todd. We are going to have priests lined up from here to Opelousas for confession. Mm-hmm. The mission is the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, or hell. Mm. 
Yeah, we're taping this show uh, during Lent. It's probably going to air sometime in April. But just curious, what? So this summer, are there some missions that you have have planned, or has uh, COVID shut that down a little bit? COVID shut it down. Like yeah. year before last, I, I did ton ton of traveling all over the country, and actually Ireland and Canada and Scotland. And I have a friend of mine in Scotland that I work with, and I, I work with the Legion of Mary. That's, so, that's my, my primary ministry right now, working with the Legion of Mary as a retreat master and teaching the spirituality of St. Louis Marie de Montfort through the Legion of mm-hmm. Mary. So when you go out, now you got a little bit of a Cajun accent. When you go out uh, around the world, you know, mm-hmm. how are you received and, you know, what's your take on that? Oh, they love it. I actually, <laughs> ma- I actually make it worse when I go places. And, and uh, I, I have a, an ace in the hole, Brother Todd. I actually cook for them to, oh. to, to die for uh, shrimp etouffee. What? Uh, with uh, with bread pudding direct from my wife's ancestors, uh, and they actually smother themselves. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. You know, and it, and it is our food is such a part of who we are. I like to cook gumbo. You know, and uh, it's just something that that uh, that's close. You can cook a good gumbo. Well, I'm sure, of course. Well, What's your I, I can even make the roux. Oh yeah, I, I do I, too. I've made several gumbos. Uh, some some chicken and sausage. Uh, and some seafood gumbos from mm-hmm. some of my travel. But they love the bread pudding. They inhale it. Okay, so going to shift gears back to, you mentioned your rosary, and it's something that's real dear to my heart as well. And, you know, for those who say the rosary ongoing, this will be a strange but maybe a relatable question. Is there a particular mystery that you, like, say, hey, that's my favorite? That's that's one that's close, really close Brother to Brother Todd, mind. I love them all because yeah. they're so deep and so comprehensive that helps us to understand who Mary and Jesus are and how those missionaries can root itself in our life to let it be a formation process by living the mysteries. It's the mysteries that is the heart and soul of the rosary. It's not so much the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers, although they are all important, mm-hmm. but what is the important is the meditation upon the rosary. That's why it takes me in the morning one solid hour just to pray, just to play, <laughs> to pray one set of mysteries, mm-hmm. like uh, whatever the mystery of the day is, like mm-hmm. it was joyful today. So, you, you know, you spend an hour working on five mysteries. Uh, actually, that's where I got my retreat i have a whole mission just on the rosary so beautiful yeah and then uh, as a musician i'm still preaching and singing and and playing for mary and uh i'll also have an international broadcast every saturday on shalom world television at 9 a.m of course this is gonna air later but right now for all of lent i'm going through one of st louis de montfort's most challenging but short works is called letters to the Friends of the Cross. Mm-hmm. If our listeners want to download it on the computer, it's absolutely free, but I warn you, it is so challenging that I absolutely stayed away from that work for a few years. And then the Holy Spirit said, Deacon, Deacon, <laughs> uh, get with the program. <laughs> you, you may not be able to do it all in this lifetime, but if you can just gain a little bit. So that's why every Lent and every Advent, I go through a letter to the Friends of the Cross with a magnifying glass. And, and tell us a little bit more about that. What's the deep dive? I mean, what, what, well, the reason why it's so comprehensive in the cross because St. Louis de Montfort spent one whole retreat, 30 days, meditating upon the cross. And one line, when he came out of the retreat to set in paper and pen and ink what he experienced and he wanted to pass on that wisdom to us who are his children, is called, Unless You Pick Up Your Cross Daily. 
and follow me. You cannot be my disciple. Well, that extended exclusion, I mean inclusion of that one line, using the images of St. Louis in the Friends of the Cross will propel one's spiritual life to heights that you can only imagine because it is so challenging. But look at Jesus. I mean, look at his cross. He, he gave every drop of his blood. We just get a little piece of it in this life. Mm-hmm. Well, what a letter says the Friends of the Cross does, it helps you to understand the little everyday crosses that will make you a saint. The big ones we can handle. It is the little tiny ones like every day. Like my cross today, as when we came in that beautiful truck you have, <laughs> I, I wanted one just like it, but I can't afford it. Unless you want to give the deacon for his birthday. We're, we're going to work something. I've got to get you out of that non-Ford product. I know. I, I, you know, I, 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 I hid my head in shame when it's I okay. drove. That's why they have confession. <laughs> Bless me, Brother Todd. <laughs> Tell me about your CD. You just made a new CD. Yes, yeah. yes. I work with, uh, matter of fact, one of your employees, uh, Mr. Gibbons, his nephew is my producer wow and we produce this album and we have a song called uh, a man called joseph that we released just for the year saint joseph and several songs about mary and uh we have kind of like some up-tempo stuff we have one of my songs that i wrote called i'm sorry that is a, a flashback to my soul days where i played soul music uh, i had a saxophone and it's really up-tempo and then it's it, one song that we did by Neil Sedaka has uh, been covered many times. It's called, the song is called, Where Is It? You see how, when you get old, you forget. Nah, I can't see. Uh, it's solitaire. Actually, it was it was a sad song, but a popular song, but I rewrote the second verse mm-hmm. that made it a spiritual song. Nice. So, and music, and now right now I'm working on, on the music video for Shalom World. The song, Mary, Give Us Your Eyes, we just did the filming, Adam Falgu who's a really good uh, videographer. He, uh, we've, we videoed in three churches and we put in together a music video to be released very soon. Now, we've had some singer-songwriters on the show before, but no one has ever sung on the show before. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know you wrote some beautiful music and, and some dedicated to Mary. Would you, could, you, could you sing a lyric from sure. any of your favorites? I, I, will, I will do uh, one. There was a man called Joseph and he lived a man called Joseph, and he lived. He lived to work and wonder and silently grow strong. That's beautiful. So, wow. And I did, over this summer, my St. Joseph's consecration. Amen, and, uh, Brother Todd. How awesome was that? Uh, you know, yeah. I, every day uh, I read, I started in the year St. Joseph. I have a be- the litany to St. Joseph. And it's like he said, Deacon, where were you all these years? Why have you waited so long? But it's all in God's timing, yeah. Brother Todd. And can you say it in Latin? I'm just curious because I'll tell you, I went to an Altrea meeting and mm-hmm. I was just totally blown away by this gentleman's testimony. He had done his St. Joseph Concussion, mm-hmm. which inspired me to do mine. And he, he'd mentioned that um, this priest, had, they had, were doing an exorcism and that the devil would not come out of this person. Mm-hmm. And they had tried and tried, but then he did the St. Joseph consecration in Latin, and then immediately the devil came out of this man. Well, the devil hates Latin because yeah. it's, the, it's the official language of the church. Yeah. Matter of fact, for Lent, Brother Todd, I'm I'm in in Erath every Friday with uh, with Father Metrejean to uh, serve, well, not serve, to sit in choir of the Latin Mass to watch mm-hmm. and learn, and hopefully one day I can maybe learn how to serve it. Mm. Uh, Deacon uh, Josh LeBlanc, 
is kind of like our uh, go-to guy who's learned how to serve the Latin Mass. A deacon can only serve a solemn high Mass. Mm -hmm. That's the only part for a deacon. And uh, it is... Uh, the, the language is beautiful. When you when you juxtapose the English readings with the Latin readings, and you see the words that are used in the mass, oh my goodness, it is it is fabulous. You know a little bit of Latin? A little bit. A little bit. You want to share some? Uh, Anything? I, it doesn't matter if you say it wrong because I won't know. Adultari Dei, Dei is like uh, one of the responses. Uh -huh. The uh, the Our Father, and uh, I'm, I'm on the spot right now. So <laughs> I, I, I know it when I pray it, uh, but okay. I, I'm learning the uh, the Latin prayers. They're beautiful. So beautiful. You can get them online and learn how to pronounce them. It is so beautiful. So has your wife been able to travel with you? And no, well, uh, Miss Cindy has to stay at the office and sell air freshener. <laughs> and, and she's not a traveler, brother. Todd, she yeah. uh, thank God she supports me and manages the business while I'm gone. Yes. So basically, I, I travel alone, and hopefully, I, I can. I'm work since I'm working with Shalom World Television in India, possibly to go see them later in the year when it clears up. And uh, of course, I've done something on EWTN as well. Mm -hmm. Father Redreen and I were on e EWTN, and uh, now I, I did a, a, a video series that we played last year on total consecration, but a uh, video series. And right now I'm working on a 35, 30 minute series for a radio station for total consecration complete with music, readings from the scripture, readings from St. Louis de Montfort, and music. So right. it's never been done this way before. You're a busy guy. I know, that's why I don't <laughs> get up at four o'clock in the morning, go to bed at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> I mean, the Lord has, has touched you so deeply, and I see that in your eyes. I see Christ in you so much, and uh, and you're just a, a blessing to all of Acadiana. Just a few minutes left on the show, but how does your, your business wrap into your spirituality? Tell well, me a little bit. you know, Brother Todd, it's a seamless connection between who you are in your business, in your spiritual life, in your life as a deacon. It's one constant thread mm -hmm. of continuance that you can't separate yourself you say, well, I'm a businessman here, I'm a deacon here, a husband here. It's all what runs together. Mm -hmm. And in our business relationship with others, people have to see Christ in us, even though we may not specifically say Christ, but, but, but by we act, by the way we service our customers, by the way we conduct our business, when we allow ourselves to be used by Jesus in all the facets of our life, that can be the most powerful witness of a Christian, not so much in words, but who we are, what we do, why we do it, and the purpose of our life. People will be attracted to holiness. They will not be attract, attracted to non-holiness. Mm -hmm. That's why I really admire you, Brother Todd, in your business. You're never ashamed to talk about Jesus. No. Praise my God. My favorite subject. <laughs> Amen. Well, you know, and God has blessed your family yes. and your business. You have given to Katie for Oh my goodness, oh, 51 years right now, 52 years. 78 years. Se oh, seven, oh, excuse me. <laughs> 78 years, that is amazing, brother. That's God. a long time. That the Lord great. has blessed us. And yeah, every day is a prayer. I heard recently you wake up and you say, Lord, I'm going to dedicate this day to you. It'll Amen. be a prayer to you. And in and, and, and your business life and in your spiritual life, they can be the same. They are the same. They for are me. the same. 
and uh, appreciate you sharing that so much with our listeners. Um, so again, you know, you can hear Cajun Catholics on Apple Podcast or on Spotify. Search Cajun Catholics and all the episodes previously. It's been a just a real joy having you here today, and I will be praying for you. And uh, if they want to listen to my album, yes, they can go to deaconcody.com. Okay. Deaconcody.com. If they want to tune into my broadcast on television, it's swprayer.org. S wprayer.org every saturday at nine we're walking with jesus and mary in the context of the blessed sacrament too by the way we have the blessed sacrament exposed and i'm in a little box on the right hand corner (laughs) talking about jesus well thank you deacon for being here today you've been a blessing to all of us and god bless you always thank you brother you've been listening to cajun catholics today's guest is mr deacon cody miller and uh, again we always challenge you to engage the cajun catholic in you until next time god bless